Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show. And we're here with a longtime friend of mine, knowing him from way, way back in the day, back in the energy days. He's a basketball legend in the city of Edmonton. He's an educator. He is one of the most important people that Edmonton has. It is the one, the only Andrew Gershom Parker. AGP, what's going on, man? Much love and blessings to you, my king. I appreciate you for that. That was an amazing introduction. And we are good friends. And most of that comes from our beautiful uh, Caribbean culture we belong to. Yes, sir. So at the outset, I will just give a big shout out to everybody from the Caribbean and the city of Edmonton and Calgary, all of Alberta and all the country of Canada, Turtle Island. Um, Big up yourself. Much love Mm -hmm. and blessing. I hope you enjoy Carabana. Kara Fest, Kara West, uh, they had one out in Winnipeg too. And I, I think Van City came through with their festival too. So, and Saskatchewan too. So it looks like the culture is coming, coming in a big way. And uh, I was glad that we went to that event just before um, this really cool basketball event we're going to chat about later. So cool. No, of course, of course. You know, having you back on here again, prior to the North Side, it's finally returning in 2022. Of course, we didn't have it last year due to COVID. So, Andrew, what does it mean to finally bring it back as the premier four and four tournament our city has to offer? Yeah, it. Um, you know, I'm a teacher, so when COVID 19 hit early, like we were in lock. I won't even call it lockdown because we weren't technically in lockdown, but hmm. we weren't. We were unable to to teach in person. Um, and to attend in person. So we did a majority of our work at home from this computer. So a lot of my students know what my basement looks like. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, hey, Mr. Parker, is that picture from when you was like 10? I'm like, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, Mr. Parker, you got too much ketchup in the backseat. I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is, kids. But that was the level of intimacy that teachers and students had during during the pandemic. It was, you know, it was strange. It was new. It was an adjustment period. And during that time, a lot of kids weren't feeling too well. So mm-hmm. I just made the executive decision to to pause the tournament. And then last year, we were kind of ready to go. But then they said, well, you're only allowed to have, uh, what was it, 40 or 50 people in a space. And we just said, that's that's not going to work for a tournament. Um, we could have scaled back and done a smaller version. But we really want everyone to have that full experience of Pride of the Northside. So this year is the first time we're running it back. We were very inspired by... Um, Klondike days, people, I don't even know they call it Klondike no more. K-Days, I should say. <laughs> um, Heritage Days, um, Kara West, and just seeing how everything was kind of going in alignment. And then we were just like, you know what, let's let's give it a go. So I'm, I'm really excited for the tournament. I'm excited for the kids because the kids need to play the game that they love, um, you know, as long as it's safe. And now that it is safe, let's have some fun, y'all. No, of course. I could not agree more. You know, I'm seeing the attention tournament get. There are people in the community who love playing. You know, you always got the mayor coming out to the tournament. And just what does it mean to see this community once again rally around this tournament? Because all of basketball in Edmonton loves what you've been doing for many, many years. You've given a safe haven for so many kids to play a sport they love over the summertime, Andrew. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> it's called Pride of the North Side, but we invite everybody in the city to come see it because – we, we play street ball like all the kids who I grew up with when I was 15, 16 years old in the north. We played at two places, Commonwealth Stadium with the Edmonton Elks and uh, legendary courts outdoors. And we played to the lights would go off and a couple of the fellas would turn on their car lights so that we could play with those lights. The game that we love um, just being able to be back in the space is, is so important. 
Um, like you mentioned, North Edmonton, when I was young, we didn't have a lot of outdoor basketball tournaments because sometimes some of these tournaments are run by big transnationals or um, governing bodies of, mm. of sports or, or whatever you name it. And for some of them to look at the community and say, well, this isn't a suitable space or this area uh, is insufficient. And we just said later for that, uh, we can do anything we want. If we put our minds to it, if we get the parents involved, if the kids are there and if we just care. So um, I have no clue how we're still going. And this is our 13th year. Um, but a lot of that is because of the parents, because of the community, because of our local businesses mm-hmm. that have sponsored and supported and gave gift cards and banners and food and drinks um, and just interacting with my mom and my brother and myself, my whole family, my wife um, and my uncles and aunties. It's a really homegrown grassroots initiative. And I'm super thankful that we're able to get to year 13. That's amazing. 13 years. Wow. Like it, where does time go, man? Like that, I remember, I remember back when you first launched this tournament and what it's grown to. So 13 years amazing because there are a lot of tournaments that struggle to get to year two or year three. Yeah. You deserve a I, lot of praise getting to year 13, man. That's impressive. Well, well, Hoop It Up was our biggest outdoor tournament. That's um, right. And it ran, it ran for 10 years. And I'll say right out the gates that that was the best outdoor tournament I've been to until we started doing our thing. And now that we've been able to do it for three years, more than that event, which was sponsored by Maple Leaf Sports uh-huh. and the Raptors and Canada Basketball, and it was across the street from West Ed Mall. It was a perfect scenario. But what we've been able to do on the north side, wow, wow. Like when when the mayor, Iverson, came through, that was big. And then now another mayor is pulling up. The Edmonton Elks have always been supportive. Shout out Eric Blunt, who's like our OG. Yeah. Um, shout out gizmo williams who was like a mentor to me as a youngster when i go to the stadium john avery willie pless shoot patrick obongo yep um man jr was in the building um jr uh from football you know him what yeah la rose yeah la rose came through ryan real deal ford Mm -hmm. um ryan real deal ford we all grew up together so brandon ford his younger brother is my best friend he's my best like he was my best man at my wedding um, I was one of his groomsmen and best men at his wedding. And his brother, obviously, is one of the best boxers, fighters we've ever had. Yeah. And we all came up together in Castle Downs Block and went to ME and then Shep and all these different places. We just kind of stuck together and we give this event so we can see each other's faces again. And with COVID-19, a lot of us, man, I didn't even get out of the city. I don't think I got out of the city in two years. So you know, being able to just see my friends, my family, my kinfolk, my brothers and sisters, I'm elated, I'm thrilled, I'm I'm ecstatic, and I'm ultra thankful. That's amazing. You know, you mentioned, you know, being Northside kid. And of course, Andrew, we talk about Northside praise and Northside love. There's another well-known athlete from an area who has always shown love for that area, that part of Edmonton, in the form of Alfonso Davies. Alfonso, I remember when he was a like a young bull. Coming, coming to Emmy Gym. Um, he could play ball. Two people don't notice he could play basketball. He's good at basketball. Um, multi-sport athlete. And I remember seeing him just like, you know, this little brother, what's up? You know, give him a five, you know, and then seeing how the kids loved him. And then one year in Pride of the North Side, out the blue, Alfonso just um, went to his social media 
and said, everybody should go and support this tournament, Pride of the Northside Tournament. I thought that was so kind of him. I was humbled by that. Um, and that's the level of commitment to community that I enjoy. It ain't, it ain't because he became a multi-million dollar player. It's because he became a good human being from our neighborhood. Um, there's challenges. There's challenges for lots of youth. And that's another reason why we started a tournament, because we wanted to provide positive outlets to offset some of those challenges to connect them with coaches from Nate and McEwen and University of Alberta, to connect them with businesses businesses so they can get into jobs, mm-hmm. to connect them with their educators, their teachers, um, doctors, lawyers, uh, welders, um, nurses, doctors. We wanted to connect every single one of those people um, to the tournament and just give them something to look forward to next year. Like, okay, I'm 16 this year. At 17, I'll be back. At 18, I'll be back. And 18 and over, I'll be back as well. So this tournament means a lot to the community. And I'm so thankful for everyone that's committed to us all 13 years. That's amazing. You know, Andrew, you know, you mentioned, you know, be educator, you know, for yourself. I've, I've known you from back when you were Andrew Parker, the ball player, and I've seen you go from Andrew Parker, the teacher. What has that transition been like going from being a ball player to someone who is giving back now, teaching students and being open? Because I see you on social media right. and it's clear that you are one of the more welcoming teachers. Having a, a teacher that cares about you is important, no matter if you're in elementary, junior high, high school, college. What does it mean to give back to these kids in high school at Emmy Lazert? It's humbling. And the fact that you just said social media, that gave me pause in my speech, because I remember when I first started doing social media, um, you know, it it was it was kind of frowned upon. It was it was kind of looked at like, oh, you should kind of keep this private and and don't say this and don't say that and don't use this for that. And um, there was there was a couple barriers. There was a couple um, challenges with me even being just open coming from playing professional sports, university sports, and then becoming a teacher. But what I find is that the most effective work in education happens when a relationship is is built, maintained, and kept beyond just the classroom, um, beyond just the court, beyond just the community, beyond just the three years that students are there for high school. Um, being an educator, basketball really helped with that because I was I, I consider myself always a team player. I don't care if I score 30, if I score zero. Um, I don't hate on my teammates. Um, as long as the team is doing well, I'm happy. I'm thankful. And I took that approach to just my classroom with 36 students. Um, you know, how is every student doing? Are, do they feel represented? Do they have pictures of um, their community, their religion, their orientation, um, their ethnicity, their nationality? Do they see themselves in our school? Um, are their events supported? Do they see themselves in their administrators and their counselors? And if they don't, what type of means can we provide for them? So I kind of shifted in that regard as an educator and actually was able to grow in different ways uh, through groups like the Black Teacher Association, founded by myself, Sarah Adamakwansa, Matt Sire, Mr. Um, e. Patrick Powell, um, Maxine Hackett, Zach Defasse, um, Tasha Ruth down in Calgary, we all just kind of came together and said, well, we're going to find different ways to grow as educators, but also to help our communities. So, you know, it went from basketball for a second and then I got straight into community stuff and who knows where the trajectory of my career is going to go from, from here on out. 
Well, you know what? Hey, in many fields, Andrew, you have done so much good for the community of North Edmonton and to the whole. Like, you are one of the vital parts of this city. I truly mean that, brother. You really are one of the parts of this city that I can say that. I can say that about you. You know what I mean? You giving me a platform right now to speak. Like, it's lunchtime, and I was here just plugging away at this website, trying to update everything for the tournament, but just getting a chance to talk to my brother, you. Right now, it means a lot, man. I wouldn't have turned down this interview for nothing, man. I, w- I wanted to check in and see how you're doing and everything you've been doing with sports. And, you know, when you're famous, don't forget about me, man. There was a couple, <laughs> Never. There was a, there was a couple cats who was in the media. And we was friends back in the day, and then they got big, and they forgot. So don't you never forget. I will pull up on you and be like, we're going to go have Jamaican patties. Let's get it. (laughs) Let's go get them. (laughs) Yo, you're not the first. You're not the first, Andrew, to say, yo, you better not forget me, you know. You know, (laughs) one one person said that to me. (laughs) You know what? You know what? It's love, man. It's love because there's great things. Everything you're doing is, 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 um, you know, the word revolutionary is thrown around a lot. But the way that you, you... you compose yourself, the way you conduct yourself, the ownership of the platform, um, the means of communication, the freedom of athletes and entertainers and organizers, community members, and how you put that all together. Uh, I love what you're doing, brother. I just, I got to tell you that from the bottom of my heart. I love what you're doing. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that, brother. You know, when I had you on our podcast last back in 2018 on the Brad Avery Hour, back, it was back when the Stingers were not even formed yet. There's the one, the CEBL was literally mm. like just announced mm. and like what has it been like Andrew to see the singers not just coming out of that and thriving but also being a part of the community because so many other I mean you know firsthand so many other ball teams in the city they were here but they didn't really feel like they're part of the community too much they felt like you know they were here and, and then they were gone right. what has it been to see the singers be here for going on four years and really embedding themselves and being a part of Edmonton because what they've done over the years and what Reed Clark has done has been amazing to make sure the singers are part of Edmonton sports fabric. I give a shout to Reed Clark because he did reach out. Um, he brings a new type of energy to the team and me and him have had some off-camera conversations about that because um, in previous years, like I'd want to be support supporting or supportive and there's like just little challenges or I didn't know this person or that person, but Reed reached out directly. Same with Alex Jap. Yeah. Reached out directly. And um, you know, they're a sponsor of the Pride of the North Side tournament. There's they're a sponsor um literally weeks ago, uh, on a strength of one conversation. I think the Stingers are a great team. Um, you know, there's always that, you know. <laughs> Who's better, Michael LeBron? Who's better, Kobe LeBron? <laughs> in terms of players and rivalry, so yeah, I definitely think I could have gave them a run for money when I was young. <laughs> but um, but I love what they're doing. Um, they put out a very good product. Um, everything from the vendors to the activities for the kids um, to the music that they play, the representation of the players, and having uh, Jermaine Small, man. Uh, one of our um, one of our black coaches here in the yes, city sir. of Edmonton. So I want to connect with Jermaine Small. So Jermaine Small, if you hear this, brother, you know we have our text game. We be texting, but I, I want to <laughs> take you out for dinner, man. You got to really experience E Town th- through the eyes of of one of ours, man. So I think the Stingers are doing great. I wouldn't. I would not. Um, I would not turn down an offer to help out in some capacity. Uh, on that team 
um, coaching or, or, you know, community outreach, I would be open to that. Um, so yeah, that's me shooting my shot there. We'll see what happens. Wow. There you go. There you go. Hey, you'll be a great addition to that team, be it as a coach or in the front office or in a community somewhere. I think and they better not mess around. I might go back in the gym and just come back and play. Me and Jermaine <laughs> Buckner have been talking about that. We close to 40, but it don't matter. You know, black don't crack, baby. That's <laughs> right. And hey, hey, for those young bucks. Hey, and to some who may not know about Andrew's career, study up on your Canadian basketball history. Because Andrew Parker was out here for many years. You were in Slam. You were one of the first Canadians featured in Slam magazine. Like, that is huge. I can't when you, man, um, man, man, that's, that's big. Like, in my neighborhood, we sold out every single magazine, every, like, you couldn't buy it. You couldn't buy it. People was all up in Max, all up in 7-Eleven. And, you, like, you couldn't – there was no more copies. Like, my mom has, like, my last couple copies of that mag. And it meant a lot. It meant a lot. Like, I put Northside on my shoe. I made sure we took the photo shoot in the Northside. And I wore my favorite Golden Bears jersey. Um, Yeah, and for a kid from North Edmonton to get that type of praise – from the United States of America when I was like fighting for my life to just get minutes on the golden bears. Um, it was, it was very important. And I was having a conversation with one of the all time point scorers with the golden bears um, a year ago. And we we're just talking about different understandings of legacies. Like for some people, a legacy is scoring points, you know, rebounds. Um, and then for others, like for my community, it's how real you are. Like when I see you, do you give me five? Do you come out to community events? Um, when the community is going through challenges, are, are you silent or are you vocal? Um, and, and, and also, how do you open a door? How do you welcome the next generation in um, and not just worried about what your legacy is? So, like, legacy for me don't mean nothing if, if it doesn't mean the future, if it doesn't mean the community. Um, and it's, it's got to be more than the game. The game is great. Like, there's a lot of dudes who had amazing titles that every single one of them was immediately erased by someone else who came afterwards. But what was the lasting effect, right? That's why I look at a Vince Carter a certain way, a Dominique Wilkins a certain way, Spud Webb a certain way, Sean Kemp a certain way, because they were greats in terms of the way that they navigated the air and flew like planes. Um, You know, I can't tell you their stats, but I can tell you what they meant to me as a young kid in North Edmonton putting on that jersey and going out and dunking on a streetball court. Could not agree more. They and right, and you're right. You know, those are guys you leave the impact on. You, yeah, the Mikes, the Dominiques, the Al Iverson. You know, Iverson, exactly. Yeah. Iverson. Look what Iverson did. Yeah, Iverson had cornrows. He had tattoos. He 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 was a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, he had his own style of dress that was very much street influenced. He changed the game. Like he, he changed the game. Now some folk will say, "Well, he didn't win a championship, this and that." I'll say he was the he was one of the greatest MVPs we've ever had, the greatest ambassadors of the game, and he opened the door for all these little dudes now in the NBA to do their crossover this way and to bring the street game to the NBA. So Iverson is a pioneer to me, and I hold him in the highest regard in terms of the legends of this game. It's true. I mean, yeah, because AI was a six foot guard. I mean, and we know six foot like he was among these giants. Killing it for Philadelphia for so many years, Andrew. It was like him, Zeke, Isaiah Thomas, who I still think doesn't get the praise that he deserves. Of course the not. The strength that he's, he was revolutionary um, 
basketball player, and we all know the story how he was cut out of the dream team. And we mm-hmm, know how that went <laughs> but everyone knows he should have been on a dream team. He's, he's a, an amazing player. And then John Stockton was one of the short point guards as yep. well who was able to get in there. But there's only a few, right? It's AI, it's Stockton. You know, Kyrie could be thrown in there too, but he's a different generation, right? And Isaiah, like those guys were were outstanding. And Absolutely. I hope the young I hope the youngsters know those uh, those ballers' names. They should research and watch their game too. Absolutely, because hey, I I pride myself on many years, Andrew, to know. Hey, you want to know your sport? You should know your past, your present, and your future. You got to know that stuff. Absolutely, and because the game is fluid, that's exactly how it should be. Because then, if you understand the past and the present. You have a better respect for the future, too. And the same thing for the future. If you know your past and present, um, you could grow more as a player. It comes from a place of humility, actually, to be able to look at multiple players and say, well, each of them brings something very special to the game. Absolutely. You know, Andrew, I talked to you about a couple of people here who I know over the years were very dear to your hearts. Coach Thomas Elniski and David Adamako. Those are two people, you know, you've spoken about their legacies for many many years and what does it meant to keep this tournament alive and keep their legacies alive with with pride northside andrew it was really special um last week coach alniski's grandson he came he came to the londonderry courts and he was the one who painted uh north side on the courts you know we always do a blacktop mm-hmm. this year we gave him like the brush to handle everything and i said okay um, it's your turn. It's your turn to put it down. And it was emotional because we sat down and I was just like, hey, man, what's one thing you want to know about your grandpa? You know, what's one thing you want to know about me? And I just talked to him about my relationship with his grandpa. It was, it was, it's still the most impactful coach relationship I've had. I've also got to give a shout out to Coach Nickel because we were close to Concordia. He gave me my shot out of high school because I got into trouble in high school and literally about nine, 10 scholarships got thrown right in the garbage. Cause I was, you know, I was out there hanging with the boys, um, you know, not doing what I should have been doing, but my coach believed in me. And that's literally um, why I'm able to even be a teacher, a coach, all that stuff is because some things that he said to me just started sticking, just started sticking in my brain. And then, you know, he always asked, how do you want to be remembered? reputation is 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 not what you do it's who you are so um coach Oniski is a king to me and I'll, I'll always miss him and love him and then David Adamakawansa the whole story is really crazy because now me and his sister are the co-founders of the Black Teacher Association of Alberta that's been running for two years I met his sister at the YMCA in Castle Downs and David was always around at the energy game, so we always connected. We made a rapper album together. I remember just that. Like a year before he passed, we made a rap album in my basement and his house. We just we just like, hey, man, let's lay down some tracks. And we did it at Nate Studios as well. I remember that because my wife, we were, I think we were dating that time. We wasn't married yet, I don't think. But she, she would pull up, and we would, you know, get in the booth and have fun and hear the beats back. And when he passed away, I just made a promise to myself that no matter what, whatever his family needs, whenever, however, um, blank check, blank check. So me and Sarah have a like a super special relationship, very, very special relationship. 
there's nothing that's ever going to break that bond. I, it, once, once you both love somebody who passed away and you're from the culture and you're from the same neighborhood and you're in the same profession and you're like one or two of the only black educators in your school and you find each other, that's a relationship that for me is more impactful than any professional development I've ever done in my entire 10-year teaching career is just working with her and finding a fam and working together. And that's all because of David. So rest in peace, David, a.k.a. the recipient. We miss you. We love you. Um, yeah, I wish he was here for all this, man, because he'd be having a blast, man. We'd be chilling out, talking, making jokes and stuff. Um, but rest in peace to David and rest in peace to Coach Tom Onyski. No, of course. Well said. So, you know, hey, man, you know, you know, I miss, I miss David, too. I miss chatting with him and Nate. He was such a great friend, and you know, he was the kind of guy where, even though he was a Knicks fan and a Canucks fan, you couldn't give him too much grief for being a Knicks fan, because he was just so cool. He was such a good dude. <laughs> I couldn't make too many jokes that he was that cool. <laughs> I like that he repped, because how often do you see a Knicks jersey in Edmonton? That's true. Right? There's not many men who will wear it. It's like if you see a Utah jersey or something, it's usually Toronto, like a Kobe, mm-hmm. a LeBron. Like, whoever the best player, like a Durant or something, yep. right? Um, but if you rock in the Knicks jersey, that's because you love the city. But I'll tell you this much. New York City is unbelievable. Avery, please tell me you've been there. I have been, yes. I got family in Brooklyn. City I've been there many is times. unbelievable. New York City is the city that never sleeps, man. Yo, man, yo. I, on, my, on my bucket list, it is still to go see a Knicks game at MSG, go see a Yankees game at Yankee Stadium, Go see Rangers game some way. We're going to do it all. We're going to send a floater to the owners and say, hey, we got two brothers here in Edmonton, (laughs) Alberta. And they ain't never done it yet. So please comp us two tickets. We will pay for our own dogs. We'll pay for our own fries. Don't worry about that stuff. And then we'll sneak into VIP. (laughs) (laughs) My God, make it happen. All right. Andrew, thank you so much for doing the podcast again. You're always welcome. And I'll see you down on Sunday at the Londonderry Basketball Courts. Thank you, my brother. Bless you. Have a great day. And shout out to everybody on the show. Y'all have fun. (laughs) All right, Andrew. Peace, brother. Peace, man.